Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable right here in the countdown to Christmas to bring you a, a really a Christmas mystery story. <laughs> We're going to be talking and teaching today about the mystery of Christmas. So if you love a mystery, uh, let's get in the Word of God for a little while here today as we prepare our hearts to have a, a spiritually significant Christmas this year. Uh, it won't be the gift that is under the tree that causes our Christmas as Christians to be so fulfilling. It will be the focus on the man on the tree, what he came to do when he came to lay in a manger. Oh, but he didn't stay in the manger, did he? No, he grew to manhood, and he went to the cross in our behalf. There's a great mystery in that. Jesus was not just the Son of God only. He wasn't just God. He was God the Son. He was Emmanuel. He was God with us. And he was very God when he was laying in the manger. He was very God when he was hanging on the cross. He did not cease to be God at some point and, and just become a sinful man, as some would teach, uh, claiming a deeper revelation. No, I don't want to get too far into that quagmire, because that is, it's just quagmire. But I want to tell you the scripture is clear, <laughs> and it's a mystery. Yes, it is. And no wonder it could be easily misinterpreted, but it's clearly brought to us through the Word of God. So let's get in the mystery of Christmas today, and, and just read it from 1 Timothy three sixteen. Lots of good scripture 316s, aren't they? <laughs> Amen. Listen carefully to this. It says, Without controversy is the mystery of godliness. God was, here's the mystery, God was manifest in the flesh. We all know, as we see the manger scenes, we may put up manger scenes, we, we should certainly understand that the manger was the beginning of His his walk toward the cross. It was the first stage and the first step of his purpose in coming into our fallen world. Was Jesus the babe in the manger that he might become the man taking our place on the cross. So this is the mystery. It's without controversy. This is a great mystery. Here it is. God, the creator, you see, of heaven and earth, the, the God who is manifest in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the second person of the Godhead, the Son of God, took on flesh and he came to earth to fulfill a scripture where he was called Emmanuel, God with us. All throughout his journey to the cross and even on the cross, the scripture says, to wit, God was in Jesus Christ, reconciling the world unto himself on the cross. Amen. So without controversy, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Emmanuel, you see, God with 
us. That's why they put Jesus on the cross when he declared himself to be one with the Father and to be literally God. And they, they, you know, they rent their garments and said, our God is one. They couldn't understand one God manifest in three persons. It's this mystery. It is this mystery that allowed the enemy, Satan, to cause them to see Jesus as the, as the greatest blasphemer instead of the greatest revelation of the Father's love and grace. So we understand, no wonder, no wonder he cried on the cross, Father, forgive them. Based on this, they know not what they do. They don't get it because this is a mystery. And he didn't really lay that sin to their charge. Now, a sin he did lay to someone's charge was Pilate. Pilate knew. <laughs> he knew. He knew better. He said, I find no fault in this man. It wasn't about the unveiling of this mystery to the Jews and the promise of Messiah to the Jews. It's just the fact that I'm killing an innocent man that they won't dead. And I'm authorizing his death. And, and he tried to wash his hands from the responsibility from that death. But he was still responsible for it. Because he said, and he, he admitted, I am giving in to that crowd and I am sending to the cross an innocent man. All right, listen carefully. Without controversy was the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. This is the beginning of the Christian faith and the beginning of the Christmas story. He was manifest in the flesh, in that baby, and in that man on the cross. Amen. Justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. I like the Amplified. It said, In great, important, and weighty, we confess, is the hidden truth, the mystic secret of godliness. He, God, was made visible in human flesh, justified and vindicated in the Holy Spirit, was seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up into glory. Friend of mine today, as we enter into the countdown to Christmas, what mystery and what grace and what mercy, what you know, I, I, I'm a child of the 50s, and that makes me, yeah, that's right. I'm a genuine, bona fide senior citizen. <laughs> Praise God. I was born in 47. I grew up in the 50s. My my birthday is January the 20th. I, I was almost born in 46, just about three weeks kept me from being another year older friend of mine i want you to know i i appreciate growing up in a simpler time but there was a song in the 50s and it was a pop song in the 50s uh what kind of love is this that makes me want to jump and shout 
What kind of love is this that turned my whole life inside out? You know, I'd like to capture those two verses of that 1950-something pop song and apply it right here today. You know, it's biblical. It's scriptural. The Bible says what manner. Part of the this mystery and yet such majesty. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. What kind of love is this? What manner of love is this, the apostle said, that we might be called the sons of God. If sons of God, heirs of God, and if heirs of God, heirs of Jesus Christ. What manner of love is this? What kind of love would cause a king to leave his throne in glory and come to earth to die in our place so we could be forgiven and pronounced righteous. What kind of king is this? What kind of love is this? That this is this is beyond your your normal ability to comprehend. It is a mystery. In a sense it's a it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> it's something that we need help from the Holy Spirit to really grasp. What mystery what grace and what mercy, what love that the very God of all creation would leave the splendor of heaven and come down to this fallen world to become one of us yet without sin and become one with us and to make us one with him to go to the cross, lay down his life and give us life eternal. Amen. We begin to see this mystery begin to be unveiled in John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was the life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. And in verse 14, it goes on to say, And the Word, remember the Word that was with God and was God, was made flesh and dwelt among us. God incarnate, God in flesh. What a mystery, and yet what a revelation of how far God was willing to go to save you and to save me. And we beheld His glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father. He gave His only begotten Son, amen, full of grace and full of truth. And the Word, there's the mystery, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That that was prophesied of Him, amen, was fulfilled when Jesus was born on that first Christmas morning. Amen. The Word, the, the Messiah, all those prophecies concerning Him were fulfilled when He became flesh. And as He accomplished the Father's will, as, as God with us and God for us, hallelujah, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This one line is the entire 
Christmas story. The entire message of the birth of Christ, the Word, God's fullness, the second person of the Trinity, sent by God as a message. And the message was one of love and goodness and God's very presence in this world. Sent to dwell in flesh. Sent to take on our humanity. Sent to live among us and speak our language so we might receive Him and understand what God wants us to know and what God wants us to hear. And to particularly know that was, that was previously hidden. Look at Matthew 1 verse 20 through 23. It says, But while he thought on these things, this is speaking of, of Joseph, and while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. All of this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken. You see, that spoken word now made flesh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now all of this was done that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. What a mystery, right? A virgin conceiving. That's, that's pretty mysterious stuff. A child of the Holy Ghost, a teenage girl that's never known a man is pregnant because of the power and work of the Holy Ghost to fulfill the Word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. A supernatural immaculate conception, God incarnate, God in flesh, a God that, that the heavens can't even hold him. There, there's no way to imagine the greatness of our God. But here in the Christmas story and Christmas fact and Christmas truth is the graciousness of God, the Son of Man in flesh, simultaneously the Son of God. Son of God and God the Son. Oh, friend, without controversy, the Christ of Christmas is full of mystery. And it's crucial to our faith that we begin to understand, comprehend, and hold this truth in our hearts and hold to this truth in our life. It's a crucial cardinal truth of Scripture. And in this day of false teachers and false Christ, to hold steadfast to the fact that Christ was God manifest in the flesh, God incarnate, is of the utmost importance. Look at 1 John chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. It says, Beloved, and boy, this is important stuff in this day. You'll get it here in a moment. Beloved, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits, whether they are of God, 
because many false prophets are gone out into the world. I don't know if I want to, to ask you to amen that or say, tell me about it. Jesus said a sign of his coming with many false prophets would go into the world and they would deceive many. And this, this is because they can't, they don't have the ability, they don't have the, they don't have the understanding of the mystery in order to try the spirits. And we are supposed to have everything that we need through the Word of God and because of the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit. The Bible said when He comes, <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna put Robert A. Venable's little version on this. When He comes, He will give you more than a liver shiver on Sunday morning. When He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will guide you and I into all Truth. Praise God. He will, he will, he will cause through the Word of God and by His power to reveal this mystery to us that we might not just comprehend it fully, but embrace it fully. You don't have to comprehend fully something to embrace it by faith. We'll know enough. You know, we're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Our best revelation is not clear like we're going to see it when Jesus comes, but until He comes, <laughs> eyes not seen, ear is not heard, the Scripture teaches, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God hath prepared for them that love Him. And before you get focused on the holy city, the new Jerusalem or heaven itself, listen to the next verse, but He hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Hereby, verse 2, Know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, that he was God incarnate, is of God. And the second person of the Godhead, yes, but very God, no less God, because he took on flesh. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. No matter all of the tapestry of religion uh, may enshrine that, but it is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. This is not the man of sin, the son of perdition. This is the spirit that will will eventually inhabit him and, 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 and cause him to stand up against God and Jesus like he's going to do. But this is the spirit behind it and behind him that is to come, the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. And now it's already in the world. Here's another opportunity to say, tell me about it. Put a manger scene in the town square and see the disturbance that it brings. If you're in a small town, you may get by with it, but in our larger towns and cities, they don't want anything. They don't want anything like that uh, to to be placed in on public 
property. They don't want to cross on government property. They don't want the Ten Commandments in a courtroom like it used to be. I remember when they took one out of a courtroom one year. They took the Ten Commandments out and they covered the Ten Commandments with a tarpaulin. Once they had decided it's got to go, they, they, they put a tarpaulin over the Ten Commandments, covered it up, concealed it. So until they could get it out, they wouldn't even leave it uncovered for a week or two till they could get the machinery to take this heavy piece of granite with the Ten Commandments carved out of a courtroom. In our America. Oh, friend of mine, that was a long time ago. It's far worse now. But listen to verse 4. Here's the mystery unveiled that we should understand and embrace. Year of God, little children. And you have overcome them because greater is he that's in you. Normally when we see that, we think of just power instead of an understanding and an acceptance of and embracing of this truth. Jesus was very man and he was very God. That is a mystery, but it's also a fact and a spiritual reality and a spiritual truth. You're of God, little children, and never overcome them. Who? All of those that are operating under the spirit of Antichrist. All those that are saying Jesus was, and a lot of it is in the religious world. It's not just atheism, not even believing in God. It, it, it is in the religious world that believes in God in particular, but will not accept that Jesus is God manifest in the flesh? Some would say that's just a matter of semantics. We could just blend these religions together. No, we cannot blend them together. No, not according to this and not according to Jesus' own words. Jesus' own words declare, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man comes to you talk about controversy just follow the truth of scripture follow your christian faith and follow jesus christ amen we'll we'll stir some things up jesus didn't come to bring peace to the earth yet he came to start a he came to start a fight and my brother and my sister i'm declaring you today the fight is on and it's on right now and we've overcome them the only way is because greater is he, the spirit of truth, you see, that is in us than he that is in the world. The devil is a liar and the father of it, a twister of truth. But the spirit of truth is here to guide us into all truth. Verse 5 says, they are of the world. Therefore they speak, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. But we're of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Confessing that Jesus has come in the flesh means that the Messiah has come. The Messiah who is very God and very man. Many people believe that a good man was born in the Middle East, a great teacher, a prophet, a, even a priest. But a virgin birth, 
an immaculate conception. God manifest in flesh. Therefore, God with us. No way. Many would say, this view does not know the Christ of the Bible. But he that's in us, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, is greater than he, the devil, and the spirit of lies, the father of all lies that is in the world. So we understand the mystery of Christmas because we believe initially that Jesus is God with us. <laughs> Praise God. Who is he that overcomes the world, the scriptures teach? Who is he that overcomes the world with this spirit of error, spirit of lies, spirit of the Antichrist, so prevalent in it, even in religions and the, and the religious world, and in some cases that those who call themselves Christians who do not believe the central truth of the scriptures, pastors who do not believe in the bodily resurrection, uh, do not believe that there is a hell. <laughs> probably many don't believe there's a heaven, but that wouldn't be as popular as not believing in hell, would it? You see, today we're living in the last days, and now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, and they will, they will, they will follow after this error and these lies. They will heap to themselves teachers, they will not endure sound doctrine based on biblical truth revealed by the Holy Spirit to us, but they will absolutely fall away and fall into this trap of the devil. Who is he that overcomes the world with all of this deception in it? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. That involves Jesus being Emmanuel, God with us. <laughs> Amen. He that believes that Jesus is the Son of God, he will overcome the world. And to, in order to believe he's the only begotten of the Father, we have to also believe that he is God the Son. Listen to Romans 16 today as we close. And, and please come back and stay with us as we get closer to very Christmas Day. Oh, friend of mine, God is moving by His Holy Spirit, and I believe the coming of the Lord is near. I believe the last day harvest is ripe and ready to receive the hope that the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, no other religion in the world can give the hope like the Christian faith can and does. Amen. Romans sixteen twenty five through 26. It says, Now unto him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Let me go back and pick up something. Eye is not seen, ear is not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man what God 
hath prepared for them that love him, but he hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Praise God. Amen. Let's read just a little more as our time is waning. It says in verse 14 of John 1, And the word was made flesh, dwelt among us, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. God's holy character, His perfect goodness, no darkness at all, perfect truth, perfect light, perfect love. That holy nature that is attended by the Shekinah glory, (laughs) amen, in the Old Testament, was seen in the man, Jesus Christ, in whom all the fullness of the Godhead dwell. Praise God. Colossians 2, 89. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's why Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. When you've seen me, You've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. I like the Amplified. It said, And the Word, and the Word, Christ, became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacled, fixed His tent of flesh, lived a while among us. And we actually saw His glory, His honor, His majesty. Such glory as an only begotten Son receives from His Father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. Oh, friend of mine, the Scripture says, with this revelation and realization of why Jesus came, who He was, who He is, and who He ever will be, amen, whom have ye not seen, you love. With joy unspeakable and full of glory. I've never seen Jesus face to face personally. I've certainly never seen God who is a spirit. Ah, but in the Word of God, it says, As we behold, as in a glass, literally as in a mirror, His face, His truth, His true person and being, we are transformed and translated into His image from glory to glory even by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I want to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus. I don't want to be distracted but I want to be discerning and I want to see in my life as a Christian the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Not just Christmas Day, but every day of my life. And today, dear friend, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can come to Him by faith, repenting of your sin, and know that God loved you enough to give His only begotten Son 
Jesus loved you enough to go and stay on the cross to pay the sin debt that we owed so that you could be saved and celebrate Christmas with joy unspeakable, full of glory.